Welcome to the Lion's Tribe. I am Pastor Jimmy Udukoya. I pray this episode blesses you and it reminds you to become the lion that God has called you to be. Be blessed. Father, as we go into a time of your word, I ask, O oh God, that I decrease and you increase. I am but a vessel in your hands. I am clay in the hands of the potter. Father, I ask, O oh God, that you mold me to your purpose and you speak to me and through me and so you might touch, heal, and deliver. Father, I ask, O oh God, that you make my tongue like that of the pen of a ready writer, ready to inscribe to the hearts and minds of those who are ready to receive. I ask, O oh God, that your word come out of me and it become good seed and fall on good soil that it may take root to bring about the harvest that you intend for it in their lives. Father, I come against the devil and I stand against him. Anything that he will try to do to stop, impede, or steal the word, I command him to flee right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, O God, because you are here and you will do only what you can do. Father, we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you adoration, we give you praise in Jesus' matchless name. If you believe it, say amen. Are you ready for the word this morning? We are continuing with the cut of the covenant. Somebody say the cut of the covenant. The cut of the covenant, this is part three. Cut of the covenant, part Now, if you have missed part one and part two, we started in part one and we built a foundation. We went to part part two and we ended last week in Ephesians 1, 13 to 14, and I will pick it up from there. Ephesians 1 verses 13 to 14, it says this in the Amplified Version, in him, in who? In him, you also heard the word of truth, the good news, somebody say good news, for somebody this month shall be a month of good news, in the name of Jesus, for somebody this will be a month of good news. In the name of Jesus. It says when you heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, and as a result believed in him, were stamped with a seal of the promised Holy Spirit. The one promised by Christ as owned and protected by God. The Spirit is the what? The Spirit is the guarantee. The first installment, the pledge. Somebody say the pledge. Does that sound familiar? Two types of covenants, the pledge and the treaty. Do you remember from Cutter Covenant 1? The pledge, a foretaste of our inheritance until the redemption of God's own purchased possession his believers to the praise of his glory. I want to start from verse 14. We talked about 13 last week, how you have been marked with the seal of the Holy Spirit. And we ended that because you carry him, you are protected. When you have the mark, you are separated. When you have the mark, you carry a message that only the reader can interpret. And when we do not know what to say, and how when we do not know when to pray or how to pray, the Bible says that the Spirit searches the heart of God and it begins to make intercession for us with groans 
and utterings that cannot be. So let's pick it up from 14. 14 says this, that he, the Holy Spirit, is the guarantee. He is the first installment. He is the pledge. Somebody say pledge. Somebody say pledge. Remember, like I said, that there were two types of covenants in Cut of Covenant 1. And if you do not know what I'm talking about, please go listen to the message, the first one, because the foundation was set. We said there were two types of covenants. There was a treaty and there was a pledge. It was a pledge or a grant. And we said in the treaty, the onus or the responsibility of the party was that of the subject. It was that of the vassal. In other words, he had or she had the responsibility to hold on to the side of the covenant and if he or she did not do it or altered or deviated from the terms and the conditions of the covenant, the curse would be on them. The same way they would walk through and the animals were split, let that curse be on me. So when it was a treaty, the onus of the responsibility was on the subject. But we said when it was a pledge, when it was a grant, the onus of the responsibility was on the, sover, the suzerain or the sovereign or the king. The one in that position, the responsibility was on him. And when he would pass through, he would say, Woe be to anyone who would try to take from my subject what I have given, what I have pledged. So if they try to, woe be to that person. And the curse of these split animals would be on their heads if they try to touch what I have given to my subject. So now it says that the Holy Spirit is a pledge, is a pledge, a pledge to us. How is he a pledge? Let's put up John 16, 7. I'll show you what I mean. He is a pledge. He has been pledged to us. John 16, 7 says this, amplified version. He says, but I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, somebody say helper. Somebody say helper. For somebody here, you are receiving help in the name of Jesus. For somebody here, you shall be known as the one God has helped. He says, it is expedient, it is to your advantage that I go. For if I do not go away, the helper. Now, when we say helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby will not come to you. But if I go, here comes the pledge, I will send. That's the promise. I will send him. Who is him? I will pledge. The Holy Spirit is the pledge. He's the promise. I will send the Holy Spirit to you to be in close fellowship with you. In other words, Ephesians 1.14 is saying that the Holy Spirit is also the installment of our inheritance. It says it's the installment. But it's the installment of what? Our inheritance. What inheritance are we speaking of? What is this inheritance? 
John 14, 1 to 6 says this. Put it up there. John 14, 1 to 6, the amplified version. It says, do not let your heart be troubled. Somebody here needs to hear that. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. Look at your neighbor, say peace. Look at somebody else, say peace. Look at somebody else, say God is in control. Look at somebody else, say God has your back. Look at somebody and say, my worry, relax, Farabale, take a chill pill, easy. Look at somebody else, say peace. He says, do not be troubled, don't let your heart be troubled, afraid, cowardly. Believe confidently in God and trust him, have faith. Hold on to it, rely on it, have faith, hold on to it, rely on it, keep going, and believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would not have told you. Because I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and I will take you to myself. So that where I am, you may be also. And to this place where I am going, he says, you know the way. Thomas says, sir, excuse me, Lord, we do not know where you are going. So if we do not know where you are going, how can we know the way? Listen to what Jesus said. Jesus says to him, I am only, I am the only what? I am the only way to God. And the real truth, and the real, in other, way, in other words, they are fake truths. <laughs> and they are fake lies. Fake lies. You see, truth, the philosophical question is truth, absolute, or relative. And I say, truth is absolute because truth is a person. You see, truth cannot be relative because if what is true for you is true for you and what is true for me is true for me, then whatever is true to you and what is true to me, we will never agree on what truth is. So it cannot be relative. If I steal from you and I steal because I am hungry, it is a truth that I feel like I'm entitled because you have more than enough. That's my truth. And that's the problem when we get into what is true for you, is true for you. And if I say, but no, you stole, so that's the truth. Eh, but my own truth. So if everybody lives their lives according to the standard of what they think their truth is, chaos. So Jesus says, I am the real truth. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And he says, no one comes to the Father but through. So Jesus is telling them that he is the way to the inheritance. Not only is he the way to the inheritance, he is also our inheritance. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes through the Father but through me. So Jesus is our inheritance. How do I know this? Ephesians 1, 3 to 11. We're going to do a lot of reading today. Are you with me? 
Ephesians 1, 3 to 11, he says this, Blessed and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. In who? In who? Just as his love, he chose us in Christ, actually selected us for himself as his own before the foundations of the world so that we would be holy, that is, consecrated, set apart for him, purpose-driven, and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined and lovingly planned for us to be adopted to himself as his own children through who? In accordance with the kind intention and good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace and favor, which he has so freely bestowed on us in the beloved, his son, Jesus Christ, in him we have redemption, that is, deliverance and salvation through his blood, which paid the penalty for our sins and resulted in the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin in accordance with the riches of his grace. Aren't you thankful that his grace is abounds in riches? In the riches of his grace, which he lavished. He's not stingy with his grace. He doesn't hoard it. He doesn't make you pay for it. He doesn't make you beg for it. He lavishes, he pours generously. Which he lavished on us. In all wisdom and understanding with practical insight, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in who? In who? With regard to the fulfillment of the times, that is the end of the history, the climax of the ages. To bring all things together in who? Both things in heaven and things on earth. In him. In who? In him have we also received an, a destiny. We were claimed by God as his own, having been predestined, chosen, appointed beforehand according to the purpose of him who works everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his. So we are talking a pledge to an inheritance. But let me say something very quickly. Only heirs inherit. I'll say it again. When we are talking inheritance, you only are eligible or eligible to have, to be in the discussion of inheritance when you are an, an heir. So, how do we become heirs that we might be eligible for the inheritance? So there was a bill. There was a bill. And the bill was the bill of sin. And Jesus comes, right? And he pays the bill. And he purchases you and purchases me with his precious blood. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says it very clearly that you were bought with a price. That you were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then honor and glorify God with the body. You can see that body is no longer your own. It's been purchased. It's been bought. So he says, you were purchased. Now stay with me. I'm about to just, I'm about to rock small theology, but just stay with me. Amen. So you were purchased. But then 
I realized that because we were purchased, we were slaves and not sons. Wait, relax, relax, calm down. Stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. When you purchase something, can you purchase your son? It's very quiet, stay with me. Can you purchase your son? Can you purchase your daughter? Back in the day when they purchased human beings, what were they? Yes or no? So if I pay for you, that means I own you. And I own your life. And everything that belongs to you. Anything that sums who you are. If I purchase you, then you are now my, you're my slave, right? Calm down, stay with me. So, I'm like, okay, we were purchased. And remember that God required that Abraham, in Genesis 17, 13, he says this, that Abraham, talking about the covenant, he says, a servant who is born in your house, or one who is what? A servant born in your house. So how, do you, how are you born in his house? If you were purchased a slave and they gave birth. Because your father and mother was a slave in that house. You are a... Or another way is if you are purchased with money. What does God tell him? Anyone who has been purchased, what must happen? Must be what? So because he's giving Abraham the covenant... He's saying anybody in your house, even those that you purchased, for them to be eligible to receive the covenant, they must be what? They must be circumcised. He says that my covenant shall be your flesh in an everlasting covenant. So, for, an, for anyone to be eligible to receive the inheritance who was purchased, they must be circumcised. Now remember the Bible says that we were purchased. Stay with me. Look at Romans 2. I'm taking you somewhere. Romans 2, 25 to 29. It says this. We're speaking about circumcision because circumcision is the only way you are eligible to the inheritance. Right? It is the only way that you can be under the covenant. He tells Abraham, anyone purchased must be... Now let's talk about circumcision. Romans 2, 25 to 29. Circumcision, the sign of the covenant of Abraham, is indeed of value if you practice the law. But if you habitually break the law, your circumcision has become what? It is meaningless in God's sight. So if the uncircumcised man keeps the requirements of the law, Will not his uncircumcision be regarded by God as circumcision? Then he who is physically uncircumcised but keeps the spirit of the law will judge you even though you have the written code and circumcision because you break the law. For he is not a real Jew who is only one outwardly nor is true nor is true what? 
nor is true circumcision something external and physical. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly. And true, come on, read with me, is circumcision of the what? Circumcision of the heart by who? Circumcision of the heart by the Spirit, not by the fulfillment of the letter of the law. His praise is not from men, but from God. So he's talking about this circumcision that makes you eligible when you are purchased as a servant. The only requirement that you need, according to Romans, is circumcision of the heart. And he says the only one who can circumcise the heart is the Holy Spirit. So in other words, when we receive the Holy Spirit, we are now circumcised because he circumcises the heart and makes us eligible for the covenant. And once we become eligible for the covenant, we go from being servants to being sons. Are you with me? You were purchased, you were a slave. But then he gives you the Holy Spirit that circumcises your heart, that makes you eligible for the inheritance. And now you go from being a slave or a servant to now becoming a son and daughter. How do I know this? Put up Galatians 4. Galatians 4, 4 to 7. It says this. Are you with me? But when in God's plan, the proper time had fully come, what happened? God sent his son, born of a woman, under the regulations of the law, so that he might redeem and liberate those who were under the law, that we who believe might be adopted as, as God's children with, somebody say all. Oh. With all rights, as fully grown members of a family. In other words, if they born you in the family for 25 years, and they bought me as a 30 years old, once I receive the Holy Spirit, and I believe, I now have the full rights, as if I was born in the family. So automatically, I become your elder brother. It says full-grown rights as a member of the family. Let's continue. And because you are really his sons, what happens? God sent the spirit of his son into where? That's that circumcision we're talking about. He sends the spirit of his son, of, of, of spirit of his son into our hearts to circumcise us. And what does he do? Crying out what? Therefore, what happens? You are no longer. You that were purchased as a servant and purchased as a slave. He gives his spirit to you. His spirit circumcises your heart. And then when he circumcises, your heart begins to cry. Abba, Father. 
Because now you become a son. And if you are a son, look at the next verse. If you are a son, then you are also what? Come on, somebody. You are an heir through the gracious act of God. Through who? Are you still with me? Put up Philippians 3, 2 to 3. I'm going somewhere. Philippians 3, 2 to 3 says this. Look out for the dogs. The Judaizers. The legalists. The NYA. Look out for the troublemakers. Look out for the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Look out for the false circumcision. So you can be circumcised and it still be false. We are not saved by works, lest any man should boast. But we are simply saved by the grace. Look out for the false circumcision. Those who claim circumcision is necessary for salvation. For we who are born again have been reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, set apart for his purpose and now are the true what? The true circumcision who worship in the spirit of God and glory and take pride and exalt in who? And place no confidence in what we have or who we are in the flesh so so circumcision is by the Holy Spirit and, and so I want to sum everything that I've said in the last 30 minutes into an illustration can I do that okay Pastor Bissoye please come Pastor Gullet, wait because Pastor Gullet is always my illustration guy so please appreciate Pastor Gullet for me fantastic no running. Thank you. So, the Bible says that Jesus, I was looking at that Jesus. The Bible says Jesus, there was a bill, right? Sin. We had this bill. We have gone, it's like we've gone to the restaurant of life and we have eaten a bill that was beyond what we could pay. There's a huge bill. Jesus comes and uses his precious blood to pay, pay, pay the bill. Just pay. Pays the bill for you. Pastor Bissoy is you. Pastor Bissoy is me. And now, once he does, he purchases Pastor Bissoy. So now, because he has paid, Pastor Bissoy now belongs to him. He owns Pastor Bissoye. Yes. Now, because Pastor Bissoye belongs to him, she is his servant. But the one who has purchased is also, a, is also her inheritance. The one who has bought her is also her reward. But you see, she cannot understand or she's not eligible to receive the reward because she is a slave. 
So Jesus says, I will make you a deal. I will give you a pledge of the Holy Spirit. And I will send you. Send me, Pastor. Send me. Thank you. I will send you the Holy Spirit who will come and circumcise your heart. So you will realize that you are not a a servant. You are no longer a slave to sin. And he will now begin to let you know that, do you not know that that is your daddy? That's your father. Everything he owns, you own. You have full rights to everything. Because he bought you and he sent me to tell you that that is your father. So everything in his bank account is yours. Everything he has access to is yours. Nobody can stop you from seeing your father because you have been adopted and bought with a price. And I'm here to let you know that anytime you want to go to your father, you have free access. But look at the beauty of our God. He sends me, the Holy Spirit, to you. But he says that the Holy Spirit is what? He is a helper. But not only is he a helper, he is a comforter. Are you, are you okay? You have a headache? It's like you've had a rough day. Is everything okay? You need, you need water. Please, can someone give me water? Anybody have water? Anybody have water? She needs water. Can anybody find water? I will go and find water for you. But I can't get it now, but it's coming. Let's take water. He will give you water. It's like your shoulders, you need to relax. I give you rest. I give you peace. It's okay. He says the Holy Spirit is your comforter. Not only that, he's your advocate. No, 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 devil, you can't have this one. No, 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 no. When sin demands justice for her soul, no, you cannot. Do you not know that she was purchased? By the precious blood of Jesus, her bill has been paid. She's been paid in full. You cannot have her. The blood speaks. The blood speaks. The blood speaks. He says the Holy Spirit is your advocate. Not only is he your advocate, he says he's your intercessor. Father, she needs help. Father, give her help. Father, she needs strength. Give her strength. This will not take her out. This will not break her. Although she's been pressed down on every side, she will not be destroyed. Although her whole world has been robbed, it will not take her out. Although the storms of life are swaying left and right, she will not fail. She cannot fail because she is more than a conqueror for those who are in Christ Jesus. And we know that all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. He gives you the Holy Spirit as your comforter, as your advocate, as your intercessor. Then he says also, as your counselor. You see? You see where you're about to go? If you want to get to the destination, go right. This is the way you should go. 
walk in it. You see, my word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. You shall hear a voice saying this is the way you should go. The voice of a stranger you will not follow. Listen, you're about to go into that meeting right now. And the one that's going to approve the contract, I know that he's been having a bad day. Don't say anything. Just smile at him and tell him God loves you. You see, I know that you're trying to buy that land, but your money is not enough. Let me tell you what you will do. You will go and you will sow. Because it says if you sow and you bring your tithes into it, let me give you a cheat. It says, test God. If you do it, he will open the windows of heaven and he will pour out a blessing that you not have room to receive. You see, this battle you're about to walk into, you do not need to fight. What you need to do is stand still and see the salvation of the Lord because you will not fight it. The weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You see, many people, they trust in horses. Many people trust in chariots. You know what we trust in? We trust in the name of the Lord. Hey! Not only that, he says he is your comforter. He is your advocate. He is your intercessor. He is your counselor. Now he also says that he is your strengthener. So sometimes in life, we will be faced with situations and circumstances that is too much for us. Pastor Bishop, please pick it up. There you go, pick up the other one. You can do it, you can do it. Pick up the other one. Because in life, go through life, and life be laughing sometimes. Don't worry, you can do it, it's beautiful, come on. You can do it, you can do it. So, here it is. You are going through life. The weight of the world is on your shoulder. <laughs> it's on your shoulder. Listen, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. And yet you're expected to go through life and act like nothing is fine, everything is okay. Although they don't know the weights that you are carrying. But let me say, curl it, do like this. One like this, one like this. No, go, go ahead, try it. And then the Holy Spirit sees and says, come unto me, all those, your strength now. <laughs> my burden is easy and my yoke is light <laughs> because you need strength. <laughs> you cannot do it on your own. <laughs> That's why they sent me. So although you are carrying it, it will not break you. Although you are carrying it, it will not break you. Because you have been strengthened in might by the power of God. Let those who are weak say you are strong. Thank you very much. He says, he is your comforter. He is your intercessor. He is your advocate. He is your counselor. He is your strengthener. The Bible says that he is your standby. <laughs> standby, just in case you need me, I am here. He says, do you not know that I will never leave you or forsake you? 
do you know that there is nothing that can separate you from my love? Not life, nor death, nor principality, nor power, nor sickness, anything above. Nothing can separate you from me. Do you not know that I stick close to you, closer than a brother? He says he is your standby. If you want to fall, he will put angels to bear you up so you don't dash your foot against the stone. He is your Come on, somebody. But look at our God. It's not enough that he purchased, that he sent the Holy Spirit to be the counselor, to be the intercessor, to be the advocate, to be the strengthener, to be the comforter, to be the standby. He says, I'll do you one better. He says, along with the Holy Spirit, not only does he come and do all these things, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit comes with gifts. <laughs> Put up 1 Corinthians on the board. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 11. He comes with gifts. He comes with gifts. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit the spiritual illumination and the enabling of who? For the common good to one which is given to the Holy Spirit the power to speak the message of wisdom. All those who lack wisdom, let him ask. To another to express the word of knowledge. And understanding according to the same spirit to another the working of faith is <laughs> given by the same Holy Spirit to another the extraordinary gifts of healing by the same one spirit to another the working of miracles <laughs> and to another prophecy for telling the future, speaking a new message from God to the people, and to another, discerning of, oh my gosh, <laughs> discerning of spirits, the ability to distinguish sound, godly doctrine from the deceptive doctrine of man-made religion, to another, various kinds of unknown tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these things, these gifts, all these gifts, the achievements, the abilities, the what? You cannot have the gifts of God and not be empowered. All these gifts, all of them, the achievements, the abilities, the empowering, are brought by about one and the same who. So he comes, he circumcises your heart, he lets you know that's your daddy, everything he has is yours, then he's your comforter, then he's your counselor. 
then he's your intercessor, then he's your advocate, then he's your strengthener, he's your comp, your standby. But even when he's doing all of this, he's giving you gifts. And you know when you appreciate gifts? When you need it the most. So when you are in a situation where you need wisdom, wisdom activated. When he wants to he wants to tell you something that is coming, he'll give you a word of knowledge. You see, when you go there, he says, go into the city. You shall see a donkey tied. Where others have had to go and buy, there was already a donkey tied. <laughs> Don't go and look. Go into the city. I have already arranged for somebody to help you. For somebody here, your help is on the way. <laughs> it's like you need help, so this is what has been done. He gives you the word of knowledge then he says you see this person yo, it's like his spirit is not pure something about him don't enter that business deal don't listen 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 everybody is running everybody is running but you know what I've put my spirit here so stay in the land Everybody running there. Just because they are running does not mean my spirit is there. Don't be fooled by false doctrine. Everybody's running here. There are powers and there are powers, but not every truth is the real truth. Don't go there. Let them run. Listen, stay in the land. And so, discernment of spirits. Listen, you need faith to move this mountain. This thing has been a hindrance in your family bloodline. They have said you will not go this far. This thing, the doctors have said there is no hope. They have said that this will be a loss for you this year in business. But you know what you need right now? You need the gift of faith. To call things that are not as though they are. Because right now you have mountains. But if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you shall say to a mountain, be thou removed and fall into the sea and it shall be yours and so this is what you need the gift of faith it's like there's they have said that there's an infirmity in your body but because I am the spirit of truth and I give you gifts of healing remember he was bruised for your iniquities he was broken and beaten the chastisement of his peace was upon him and by his stripes you are healed so put your hand on your head and speak to yourself and activate the gift of healing from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet this gift is already in your hand activate the gift it is there to empower you so speak healing over you right now because that gift is already yours the gift of healing right now it looks like you have no money in your bank account and when you look at your resources it looks like you won't have enough to get through the month but you need the gift of miracles but luckily we know one that can take five loaves of bread and two fish and he can fill the multitude of five thousand because a little in your hand is a multitude in God's hand and although it may seem like you don't have enough I remember that when Elijah spoke to the widow of Zephyr said go and make me your small flour and then and then you know take the oil and then make me a cake and then this is what the Lord says that the oil will not run dry so although your your bank account looks like it's empty your bank account is not your source although it looks like the math is not mathing because you have the gift of miracles watch what I'm about to do through you this your oil will not run dry this account will not be empty 
And so that's what you need right now. You need the gift of miracles. And you know right now, it's like you've walked into a business meeting and you found out right now that this man is Chinese, but you don't speak Chinese. And he's speaking to you in Chinese. You know what you need right now is the gift of tongues, of other tongues. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to open your mouth because you don't know what you're going to say, but I'm going to feel it. And when you open, Ibrakanda Bakasa, it says that the disciples were in the upper room and as they prayed, the Spirit came upon them and they began to speak in other tongues. And people came and said, hold on, hold on. I, I know that. That is my language. But he's speaking my language. I know where they are from. How is it that this man is speaking my language? You must understand that language, everything has a spectrum. What do I mean by that? Remember the Tower of Babel? They all spoke in one, in one, in one language. And God, language comes from God. And what does he do? He puts, he says, I will scatter them. And so any language comes from God. So right now, it's like you need to speak Mandarin, but you don't know how to speak Mandarin. So just open up your mouth. And when you open up your mouth, I will feel it. That will give you a tongue that cannot be contested. And then that is what you need. Activate the gift. Activate the gift of tongues. And also, there's also one called the interpretation of tongues, you know. So, so, so right now, somebody is saying something to you and you don't understand. But you know what? There is nothing that is hidden from the spirit of truth. So as he speaks, I can search. He says, I have the ability. The word of God can go in and can discern soul from the spirit. It can split sharper than any two-edged sword. So I'm going to go into his body and go into his intellect and his faculty and his brains. And I'm going to transmit the meaning of what he's saying to you. And here you are, not understanding why. Because it is possible with man in my be impossible but with God so let me tell you you know I, I I tell secrets to my friends because I'm always with you you know if you draw close to me and I draw close to you I'll show you great and mighty things that I'm going to do I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you secrets so let me tell you what's going to happen you see next year there's going to be a shaking in this place. So, listen, here's what you need to do. You need to prepare for the windfall before the rain comes. Although there's drought, go and put your seed in the ground because rain is coming. But you're going to have an advantage because you're going to tell them that they should start sowing now. Although it doesn't make sense, but the wisdom of God is foolishness to man. And after all, his foolishness is higher than our wisdom. So although they're telling you not to build an ark because there is dry land, there is a flood coming. So, so, so I'm going to give you the word of prophecy. And I'm going to tell you to go in there. And I've created a problem in your, in your industry that only you will be the solution to. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to go in there and tell them what I'm going to show you. And you will tell them what is coming. You see, just as the same way I whispered into Joseph's ear that there was a famine coming and Pharaoh didn't know a famine was coming, so I showed him the solution. I said, you will take seven fat cows or seven years, you will stop because after seven years, a drought is coming. I'm going to give you the word of prophecy so you can speak into the future. You can see what is coming so you can be prepared. By this, they shall know that I, the spirit of truth, abides in in this month of abundant gifts thank you in this month of abundant gifts every gift required for life and godliness in every area of your life 
wherever you may need it, wherever you may need it, as he is giving gifts to men, I pray right now, in the name of Jesus, we activate the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your life. You know what's interesting? I was sitting in the office at home in GRA at my father's desk and I happened to look to the right and I saw it was a notebook and I opened the notebook, he had like one, one page written, it was my father's handwriting and he was talking interestingly about the Holy Spirit and he wrote the gifts of the Spirit the different gifts of the Spirit. He says the gifts of the Spirit is the activation into the supernatural. So the supernatural now becomes your natural because you are walking in the supernatural. So guess what? When you begin to walk with the activation of the Holy Spirit, everything you do, you are not natural. Do you not know that you are in this world, but you are not of this world? That's why Acts says that it is in Him. It is in Him. It is in Him. It is in Him. I live. It is in Him. I move. Those who are born of the Spirit, they are like the wind. The wind blows to and fro. You do not know where it is coming from or where it is going to. So it is with those who are born of the Spirit. It is in Him. I live. It is in Him. I move. And it is in Him. I decree and declare this month in the name of Jesus that you will walk in the supernatural. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus by the activation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are made abundant in your life. Every area of your life will be supernatural. Supernatural wisdom. Supernatural knowledge, supernatural faith, supernatural healing, supernatural discernment in the name of Jesus, supernatural prophecy in the name of Jesus, diverse miracles in the name of Jesus. He will make you a solution to where you will only be the solution to the problem asked in the name of Jesus. I pray this month abundant gifts will define your life in the name of Jesus the Holy Spirit who is the one that circumcises your heart lets you know that you are no longer a slave that you are now an heir a child, a daughter a son of God by rights this week the Lord bless you. This week the Lord keep you. This week the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. This week the Lord will do exceedingly. He will do abundantly. He will do above. What you can ask, think or imagine. In the name of Jesus. This week the lines are falling for you in pleasant places. In the name of Jesus. Everything you put your hands on will be blessed. In the name of Jesus. Nations open to you. In the name of Jesus. The gifts that the Lord will bestow upon you will bring you before kings and great men. 
in the name of Jesus, you shall lend to nations and never borrow. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will make you a solution to only to problems that he creates. In the name of Jesus, everywhere the soles of your feet tread upon, he shall give it to you for your possession. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed in the city. You are blessed in the field. Anytime you lay your head down to rest, you are blessed. You are blessed in your going out. You are blessed in your coming in. In the name of Jesus, when you cast your nets, you shall have net breaking returns. In the name of Jesus, we command the earth to yield for you this week. In the name of Jesus, we speak to the north, we speak to the south, we speak to the east, we speak to the west, and we command resources to come. In the name of Jesus, everyone God has destined for you to help this month will help you. In the name of Jesus, you will not miss your divine appointments. In the name of Jesus, you shall be known as the one God helped. In the name of Jesus, everyone that needs to lose sleep until they bless you, we command their sleep ceased in the name of Jesus. Those who dare to bless you this week are blessed. Those who dare to bless your children are blessed. Those who dare to bless your household are blessed. Those who dare to curse you are cursed. Those who dare to curse your loved ones are cursed. Those who want to see your downfall are cursed. Like a fleeting swallow or a flying sparrow, a hospital cause cannot alight. So anywhere they have shot arrows, arrows of calamity, arrows of failure, arrows of destruction, arrows of depression, arrows of confusion, we say back to sender in the name of Jesus. Let their nets be dark and slippery. Let them be caught in their own nets. May the confusion of the Lord confuse them. May they fight themselves and destroy each other. In the name of Jesus, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. In the name of Jesus, a thousand per call at your side and ten thousand at your right hand side, but it will not come near you. In the name of Jesus, a calamity and destruction you will have. In the name of Jesus, where they say that there is a casting down, you will say there is a lifting up. In the name of Jesus, where there might be darkness in Egypt, the light of his presence will shine in Goshen. In the name of Jesus, from glory to glory, from grace to grace, from strength to strength, so shall it be in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that you were blessed. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. And if you know a fellow lion that needs to join the tribe, please be sure, send them this link, share this episode. God bless you.